Hey, it's Patrick. Before we start, at the time of this recording, we went through a bit of a name rebranding from Rick Center to Altitude Accelerator. With that in mind, we hope you enjoy the following interview. Welcome to the Startups Transform podcast. I'm Patrick McGuire, your host, board member and advisor at Altitude Accelerator, where we help startups scale to new heights. We chat with phenomenal tech business leaders who've climbed their way to success within their industry. Our guests delve deep into the lessons they've learned along the way so that you can get a head start on your next big idea. Very excited today, very cool. Probably something that we should all know more about and do better, especially if you're listening to this, you are probably already an entrepreneur. You may already have a business. You may be well-established. It doesn't matter what you are, but you're going to need this guy's services, his company and software and technology, their insights, their data analytics, and so much more. And you're going to wonder why I'm saying it in such a passionate way, because the reality is we all need better people around us. And that's what we're going to talk about with my new friend here, Amit Chauhan. We've got a great opportunity to talk about what Amit is doing with JobAdX. So Amit, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for having me here. Appreciate it. Now, everybody's probably starting to wonder, what the heck is this guy talking about? What is this thing that we all need? Well, JobAdX, first of all, if you're thinking it's just a job board, don't worry. We'll explain that in a few minutes. It is not just a job board. I'm so impressed that now that I've had a conversation with Amit, it is way deeper than that. It is job boards on steroids and job boards, S with a capital there, brings them all together and makes something special and tells you where you can really benefit. I'm going to read the byline. I'm going to get a mitt to fix me. It says job ad X, attract unique relevant candidates consistently to your job advertisements, improve your candidate targeting, maximize budget potential and increase candidate engagement with optimized ad automation. All right, admit that's a mouthful. That's a lot of stuff about jobs. Can you kind of tell me what it really is that you guys are doing? So, how we see look at job ads are, and especially understanding from the employer market is almost all employers waste close to 40% of their job distribution budget without actually understanding where their job should be going and how to optimize it. We come into the market with our expertise in consumer ad tech, and we have seen that how uh, companies like OpenS or AppNexus have improved the added consumer side advertising. And that's what we bring to recruitment space. With the programmatic job advertising, our goal is to give analytics to employers and giving them more information about what jobs perform on what job boards and giving them access to the job boards they didn't know even exist. Like you'll be surprised to know they're close to 5,000 job boards in U.S. alone. And employers mostly only know about 10. So in oh, our case, crazy. It, it is. And this is just the tip of the iceberg because what we have seen is like an average employer can spend up to $100,000 on multiple job boards for a couple of months without knowing that they're only reaching close to 35% of the actual job seeker market. That's where we come in. We give two uh, key elements to employers. First is improving their job advertising ROI. After using our platform for first couple of months, we have seen our employers like ROI increasing by close to 45%. But most importantly, we actually increase their talent reach by close to 1200% just by letting them reach to the job board they didn't know existed. 
That is pretty cool. I mean, not knowing about job boards, okay, that's the first mistake we all make. We think we know what it is and we typically just go to the biggest job board advertiser and that's the one we plug into our Google search or whatever we're using. I had no idea that companies could be wasting so much money and getting almost no results. And I think you're right. Being able to search the right job board with the right job posting and knowing which one it is, it's no longer a guessing game when they're using job ad X. I love that you give those data analytics. So when were you guys founded? Yeah, so so originally we were founded in 2014 and in Thunder Bay, Ontario, out of the all places. But hey, the company... hey, I've been there a few times. I got family from there. <laughs> I know, and I love Thunder Bay. Like our history with the Thunder Bay has been remarkable. But originally, company took shape in India, and that happened, I think, out of like in a situation where I went for an interview drive conducted by Google. And uh, what I was actually able to see there, there were like like almost like five or six kilometer long line outside the venue. And I was one of those candidates. There's a huge line. And if Google is hiring, everyone is going. But what I realized was like, there are like maybe 50, 60,000 people here. How is Google going to process so many resumes? I, I knew from right out of the gate, I was like, they're not even looking at those resumes. There's just no way it's going to happen. So I stood in that line. I was just thinking my wheels were turning. I was like, we should, we need to do better. By the time I got to the gate of the venue, I decided that I'm not actually going with the whole process. I stepped out, (laughs) went home and I started working on, um, at that time we have a different product idea in mind. It was called Recruit, which was social job advertising and retargeting platform. And then that's how we kind of started the whole process because we found one key element, which was inefficiency in a system. And I think that's where the whole process comes in, that if we can find inefficiencies in a business model, that's the opportunity. It's it's really cool also that I think one of the things I heard there, Amit, is that you looked at a problem that you were currently experiencing. And that problem, even Google didn't realize it was such a big problem. And I always find it very impressive when companies and startups can find a problem, solve a problem, provide that solution, and present it to the employers or the possible prospective companies, if you will, their clients, and say, hey, did you know you have this problem? And they go, no, we just posted job boards. And you're going, well, here, let me fix it for you. So I love that because they really do adopt it. Now, I mean, you guys have been growing fast. You've been doing great stuff. You've got some great clients. I mean, Point B and Michaels and Kindercare and and Dick's Sporting Goods and Cracker Barrel. And I can keep going. So for anyone listening, this is huge. Other companies with great big brands and boatloads of marketing and advertising dollars for their recruitment drives are choosing Job Ad X because they do a better job, because of data analytics, because of relationship. I mean, Bed Bath & Beyond, Banana Republic. Hired, uh, Symphony, uh, it just keeps on going, folks. So tell me, you guys have been doing great, but how about some awards, recognition, things that other people think that you're doing a great job? Yeah, so um, we've been fortunate to get like some decent industry recognition. So, for example, so in 2016, we actually got the Innovative Company of the Year Award in Northwestern Ontario. It was actually conducted by the Northwestern Ontario Innovation Center. Then, very recently in 2019, we were actually the city winner of Fundica Pitch Contest. 
and we were one of the finalists to go to Montreal to compete for the $1 million award. Within our industry, we have been named one of the best programmatic job advertising platforms for almost every year. We also were considered as one of the top partners for job boards in the RESI award, which is very industry focused. So very humbled to actually see with a small team that we have that we got the recognition and like that actually means that, okay, something we are doing is working. I mean, it's huge. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. I'm curious. I mean, who really is your audience? Like when you're looking for the ideal customer? Uh, like I'll say like our audience has changed since our inception. I think like it was more on the strategy side. So when we launched the platform back in 2017, after our pivot from the original product in 2014, we went after the lowest hanging fruit. And I think that's the key for any startup. Like uh, you don't want to and try to sell to the big employers because uh, enterprise sales can kill you. Uh, it can take forever and not result in anything. So what we realized without understanding the space knowledge that the best way to get in is to reach out to the agencies, which already have the enterprise relationships, and they're always looking for better ways to distribute their clients' budget. So companies like Bayard, Advertising, Symphony Talent, Recruitix. So a lot of these companies, and like we had some previous relationship with them with our previous product. So it was easy to get in. We used our relationship to like actually show them the results, early results. And we've been fortunate that we still have those relationships since we launched. Then we realized that, okay, we have enough data points, we have enough recognition in the industry. And now what we see is more inbound leads come through our way from some large companies where they're recognizing that, okay, hey, you know what? We wouldn't be working with JobEdX through an agency, but maybe we can just work with them directly because we're actually getting good results. And now we're shifting our focus. We're building more enterprise-focused sales organization where we are going direct and reaching those clients directly and showcasing our product and services to them. That is awesome. So just like Amit said, you might start out with the low-hanging fruit, get those deals done, build the relationships, build the trust and the respect that you really believe you earn and deserve as you grow, and then start getting those enterprise clients. They'll come to you. I hate that term because it's crazy, but if you build it, they will come. I, I think if you build it right, you target your audience properly, then they'll come. Absolutely. All right. So tell me something early. We're going to pivot a little more to you now because, you know, being a founder, being an executive, we want to know more about what makes you tick as a startup type guy. What's something that happened early on in your career or your life that, you know, it's impacted the way that you are working today? One of the things was in very early in my career, so I was working in this web development company back in India. And uh, like I was in this position, I was the only salesperson, marketing person, anything apart from tech, I was the only guy doing that. And what it gave me was the opportunity to experiment with things, start with almost no resources whatsoever. Then I realized was I was enjoying it. So I usually like used to say is a founder's best friend is Google. If you don't know something, just search for it. You will find answers. So let's see, like whenever I needed something, I search and there's information available. It's just like how far can you look? So I became a self-starter from that particular role and it, I was wearing very different hats. One day they will just make me like a product guy for a new in-house product. So I actually saw the product development life cycle there. And then I was the marketing guy. I was writing content. I was doing sales call. I was doing everything. So six to seven months into that role, I was like, okay, I like this. 
And I think at that time, there was a lot of buzz around startups, startup accelerator programs. I was following them. I was reading about what's Techstars, uh, what is uh, Y Combinator and everything. So I think like my experience at that company, along with my interest in uh, the startup world, that led to me taking the big leap of let's do something. I was like, it's either now or never. I usually say it's like, you know, there will never be a good time unless you decide it's today. So that's that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah. Every day is a great day to start your great idea. It's also the worst day, but it's the best day. You know, it's <laughs> absolutely it, you sort of go, oh my goodness, there's so much work to do. But now I've said it, we got to go do it. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, we kind of already understood what's inspired your startup. It was waiting in a big, long line. I'm going to imagine it was a hot day being India. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, five kilometers of people. It's just compounding the heat, the stress, the sweat. I mean, dealing with being in line with five kilometers. I mean, I don't even know how many people that would be, but five kilometers of people, the stress of that alone would make me want to find another job or a better recruitment tool. And I'm so glad that you've done it. That's what I'm going to say out of that. I'm glad you did it. What was the important pivot that we should know that made you become job at X? Absolutely. So I'll be honest, right, that when we entered the space, we didn't know anything about job advertising. So we just we thought, okay, yeah, we, right, we had so no you're honest. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the, thank you. And like, we entered the space thinking, okay, let's find out. And uh, initially, our focus was how we can fix the problem for job seekers. Like, okay, you know what, let's make a job seeker centric tool. What we realized was, the problem needs to fix from the employer perspective it's more important than actually fixing it from job seeker because if employers have the right tool they can do better job in hiring and communicating with the candidates and everything so with recruit which was our first tool the focus was more on the job seeker side and we realized that job seekers like it but if it's not in front of right employers it's not going to be useful and Recruit did give us one big advantage was that we were able to navigate the industry. We were able to understand that, okay, who are the different players, what they're doing, how the whole industry works. And then we stumbled upon the whole concept of programmatic job advertising. And it's like, okay, bingo. That's what we were looking for. That's where we can make a difference because we know the programmatic advertising from consumer ed tech. And now we can bring those concepts into recruitment space. And that was kind of like that Eureka moment for us. I'm going to call it out. Four million jobs have been served through job addicts. 17% in clicks. That's effective clicks, folks. That's not just random banter type uh, eyeballs skimming across it. And, and they're published in over 100 plus networks. I mean, integrating and published across all those is absolutely amazing, Amit. So I like to talk about people that have done a good job. You deserve it. And uh, big respect from me and all of the startup entrepreneurs that are out there because we know it's not an easy thing to do. No, thank you. Well, we talked about the good stuff so far. I got to ask you, not everything's easy. What may have been a bad decision that you guys have gone through? Oh, I can write a book on that. So. <laughs> okay, decisions <laughs> with a big S. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like what we see is like uh, being a startup founder is like you make one right decision and maybe 20 wrong. So, and that's pretty much it. But we have learned that it's not good to beat yourself up on the wrong decision, but it's just live with it and make sure you improve and learn from it. But if you talk about like some of the highlights of ours, uh, I think early in the career, focusing too much on raising capital 
And um, I think it goes both ways because when we are like a new entrepreneur, we lose the focus that the core function of a business is to generate capital, not to raise capital. But sometimes in the glory of uh, the VC world, it actually gets sidetracked and we say, okay, you know what, let's make a product and go raise capital. So we've been through that, focusing too much on that, spending too much time, chasing too many investors. I think that was one of the things I'll say, I would never do that again. Build a product, have a customer base, have revenues, you will get investors, like if you need them. Now I think our focus has been building a profitable company and things just change so much when the focus shifts from raising capital to building a profitable business that now you're just funding your own growth, basically. Excellent. I'm going to call it out. Entrepreneurs out there, startups, even executives who think you're super seasoned, let's be honest. You're going to make bad decisions, but you'll make good ones too. Own them both, good and bad. And for the startups that are really pushing it, you want to have that focus, as Amit said. If you're focusing for funding and capital raising, focus on a specific time frame, focus on a specific number, whether it's the dollar number or total investors, and don't just raise money, don't just chase money. That's what I call raising money, chasing money. Interview the money. Get the right partners. And maybe it's one, maybe it's two, maybe it's 10 or 30 different investors that are part of your portfolio. But make sure you're getting the right ones and stay focused. And when you hit that number, as Amit clearly said, whatever that number is, stop the capital chasing. Focus on building the best product and the most profitable business you can. I think that's great advice, Amit. I really do appreciate it. And that's why I really wanted to hammer those down. Amit. Going from that bad decisions, which they're not really bad because you clearly learned. Who made the decision to uh, chase the capital for that period of time? Who was the leader in that approach? No matter what good decision or bad decision, we own it as a team. So the founding team, we understand one thing that the moment we start pointing fingers at one another about taking a wrong decision, that's when the splits happen. And we know all together that how many startups fail because founders split up. So, you know, from very beginning, like between each other, between me and the other two co-founders that I have, we've been very honest and I'll go to them and admit my big wrong decisions and they will admit theirs. But to a third person, it's always a team decision. So we never say that, okay, I made a bad decision or this uh, amazing change we made. It was my decision. We always say the founding team decided this. So it's always a team decision. Yeah, it's good. And I'm hearing that more and more. So I've been around. I've been uh, involved in entrepreneurship since I was in even high school. But as a business, I've been doing it for over 20 years now. And, and what I do like that I'm hearing now more than ever in the last roughly two years, I am hearing great startups only talking about the team, whether it's the founding team, the management team, or the whole team. They're not talking about the individuals that the one person that did something awesome or the one person that did something awful. It's refreshing. I love it. And although it's a smaller team, the founding team that makes these decisions, it's a team. So it's a very different approach. Absolutely. So what came from the challenging decision to focus on chasing capital? What have you done differently since then? So many things. Uh, when we do a startup, I think there's always those times when you just have to raise capital or you can say you have to make a certain decision, maybe a pivot or maybe something like that, right? So the learning is about like what led us to that particular point. So what is the planning before that? Like, did we do the cash flow management properly on the product side? Did we do the product development properly or product planning properly? So the idea for us is the learning that came in that 
every single piece in this whole machinery that we call a startup is very important. And uh, the cash flow management is the key. The startups that focuses more on that from day one, they will have more efficient ways of raising capital and demonstrating the requirement and the need of capital. We got better at that. We got better at that like over a period of time just because understanding and learning there are things that we were missing. And then making those decisions like whom we are hiring, are we hiring too expensive people or are we hiring to save capital or save cost? All those decisions come in play as long as you're really looking into your cash flows, you're looking into like what you can afford and how it's going to impact you in three months, six months, a year down the road. Excellent. That's great. I love it. You know, knowing what you're doing, knowing what you're focusing on, I think that's really important and and learning from every experience, no matter how good or how bad or challenging it is, as long as you're learning, I think it's great. All right. I'm going to ask you, what do you think is the most important thing that's currently led to your company's success? Uh, I'll say like our determination and discipline, we wouldn't say that it was an overnight success. Like I remember like someone told me that in startups, overnight success take five to seven years yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we are pretty much there now. So, so I think like for us was two factors. It was like, we were determined that, okay, you know what? We will find what is missing and we continue to work through it. Between our team, like everyone, we have this habit of self-improvement on the mistakes that we have made. So that eventually helped drove us in the right direction. But very important thing that I'll say is we always asked for help. For like a lot of time, I see that founders try to do everything by themselves, and that should not be the case. Like you can be good at some things, but you cannot be good at everything, and you don't need to be. We've been fortunate in today's world where information is accessible easily, and there are a lot of support system that can help you. And that's what we did when we realized that okay, what are the key things or key skill set that was missing from our founding team? We go out and look for those people as an advisor, board member, investor. In any shape or form, we can get them, but asking for help so that we can focus on the things that really matters for us in that particular moment and free up our time. Time is precious. Absolutely. So that's very important. That's good. So let's remind, I got three nuggets out of that. One and two is determination and discipline. You got to have it if you're going to succeed in anything. And the last one is time is precious. I am going to focus back on you a bit. I'm going to ask you three things that you wish you could have told your past self before you really got an entrepreneurship. Oh, so many. <laughs> um, initially, definitely, I'll say focus on building the product and not focusing too much on the capital raise. That's definitely there. Uh, <clears throat> I'll also say like creating a balance between work and life. Usually with startup founders, we kind of blur that line. It's it's okay, but I'll still kind say. Kind of blur that line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's a, but I, I'll say being like seven years into the whole process, there should be a balance. There should be a time where every startup founders deserve a break from running and building the business. And um, I, I don't know if I can think of a third one just out of my head here, but if I'll come back, I'll tell you. Oh, no worries at all. See, that's the founderitis. You've, you've got so many thoughts in your head. You're not sure which one you want to put out. I love it. So let's remind people, don't necessarily focus on the capital raise and the funding. Don't stress about the funding. Build a great product that people will want to fund. 
that's a great way to go. And uh, find a work-life balance. Take a break. Get rest. Yep. Get rejuvenated. You deserve one. <laughs> yeah, you deserve one. Amit said it. You deserve one. And what's the worst thing that happens? If you focus too much on the capital and not the product, the product fails. If you don't have a work-life balance, well, your family's going to hate you and they'll let you know it's time to make a change. And if that's the case, you can always go get another job. All right, Amit, obviously we've done a lot of work and we've had a good conversation here. You've been growing all by yourself, you as a company by yourselves, the founding team, the management team, the executives and all the development teams. How did you get in touch with Rick Center? What's the relationship that you've had or experience you've had with Rick Center? Yeah, so uh, as I said, right, that uh, ask for help and uh, then you find it. So when we started in India, we somehow ended up in Thunder Bay, Ontario. They started this accelerator program called Co-Starter in uh, 2014, and they invited us over. And we were part of the Innovation Center there, the Northwestern Ontario Innovation Center. And the team there was remarkable. We got to know about so many different grants and uh, the programs that they had. And they were always like trying to make sure that how they can connect us with the right people to help us. So when we decided with the launch of JobBedX that it's time for us to move to like a bigger center and stay closer to Toronto, the first thing I checked is which is the regional innovation center in GTA. And we were in Mississauga and the Rick Center was in Mississauga. So like, okay, you know what? I got to reach out to those guys. I'll say like the experience for us was from the day one, very good. We had multiple um, advisors that we work with from Grime McBride to Jeff Simonet. It was great experience for us to understand from them. They helped us like in the early days, especially in also navigating the network here, be it with investors or the groups and everything. So I'll tell everyone. Here's the thing, like you're a founder, you're doing so much by yourself. There are groups, there are people who are, who are actual core role is to help you. So go out, seek their advice, seek their help. And you might actually learn something new. <laughs> might learn something new. Uh, always be learning. I think that's something important to remember for founders. And don't be afraid to ask for help. I think it's great. I love that you asked for help. We're glad that you did it. Uh, obviously, we're very happy that you've continued to grow and you found the Rick Center just by doing a search like a lot of people would do when they're looking for jobs or companies and startup ideas. I think that's fantastic. And I love seeing your growth. And, and you've mentioned a few amazing people. And that's absolutely wonderful. But don't forget, no matter who you're talking to or where you're going, folks, just like Amit said, ask for help. Don't be afraid. All right, Amit, what's the future of the company? What's got you excited for job at X. Yeah, like there's two motors that we have. So we moved office, so I don't have it behind my back. Otherwise, uh, the first one is get shit done. Uh, and we constantly do that. GSD, so, let's go. <laughs> yep, yeah, we actually had that printed. Uh, and the other one that we have is we are just getting started. So what we see in our space is we haven't even touched like, let's say 2% of the market that's available to us. Wow. And that's just US alone. So we're literally just getting started. The programmatic job advertising is still in its infancy. It's like just there. So the first, uh, I'll say the biggest company in our space was acquired two years ago for close to 125 million. And that means that, yeah, there's the opportunity size is just remarkable. So we want to 
get past that, get beyond that and build like a global company founded and headquartered in Canada. Awesome. Love that. And I have had a thing since 2010 during one of our founding years for one of our companies. You know, I had this thing where people just kept growing Canadian companies to 10, maybe 20 million. 20 million seemed to be the mark. You hit that valuation or cash of 20 million and you sold out and you left the country or you moved completely. It just seemed to be this weird phenomenon. It's starting to change. It's starting to pivot where companies are actually saying, we're made and built in Canada. We're staying in Canada. We're going to grow this to the 100 million mark plus. And clearly in your industry, I mean, $20 billion industry last report. Is that what I heard? Yes. So uh, just a job advertising is in itself is approximately $25 billion market. $25 billion market. That means there's just a little bit of opportunity for you to be the next great recruiting company that breaks the 100 million mark in Canada. That's awesome. All right. So before we wrap up, of course, I've got one more question for you. If you were given the chance to start all over again, to be an entrepreneur, would you do it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you, my wife might not like it, but I will. <laughs> I'll still do it. <laughs> you know, coming from someone like you, that sounds great. I love it. The humor, the energy. We know that it's politely, it's a disease. My wife has basically just come to understand that this is what we do. We have the highs and we have the lows. But as a family, as a team, our team, the family team, we make it work. As founders, we make it work. And uh, there's nothing more rewarding than being a, an entrepreneur. And, and I can tell you've got that energy. You've been doing this in 2014. You're not tired yet. And you're still hustling. You love it. It's in your DNA, whether you like it or not. And I'm so proud that we are able to have this conversation. I'm so excited for Job Ad X and everything you guys are doing. So congrats to you and your team. And on behalf of Rick Center, Startups Transform Podcast, thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing your story. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for inviting me. Always happy to share our story and uh, hopefully maybe some founder, some star entrepreneur out there get some benefit out of it. Oh, somebody's going to grab some of those golden nuggets that you dropped and they're going to find ones that we didn't even think about and they're going to pull it out of this and they're going to do something great. And then they're probably going to say, we're so big, we need Job Ad X to help us out. Yep, always here. <laughs> Good. How do we get in touch with you? Yeah, well, um, you can always go to our website. It's uh, www.jobadx.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X.com. And yeah, uh, you will get the contact information there. Excellent. So folks, jobadx.com. It's easy. It's simple. And you know what? So is our service. It does a great job. I'm going to say on behalf of Rick Center, I'm going to say on behalf of Startups Transformed, I'm Patrick McGuire. On behalf of Amit Chauhan and the team at JobAdX, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Amit, for joining us. Have yourself a fantastic day, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you for joining us on Startups Transform Podcast. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the conversation, a rating or review goes a long way. Recommend the show to a friend. Find us at altitudeaccelerator.com where we can help you begin your startup journey with access to our workshops, advisors, and mentorship opportunities. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.